Let's all go to the lobby. 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 To get ourselves a treat. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Shakedown, the weekly podcast that functions as a grab bag for all things film. I'm your host, Kyle Craigbaum. And I'm your other host, Jordan Dennis. What is the cat doing? Is the cat behind us doing some... What's, some the cat, what's the cat doing? Some manic behavior. Today we are joined by a very special guest, our roommate, Sam Bandon. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Of yeah, course, anytime. This week we have a packed episode. We are going to be talking about the new um, Damien Chazelle film, Babylon, and the new Puss in Boots animated film, and so we decided to go back and watch every single Shrek All of them. movie. and All four Shrek movies. And the even first Puss in Boots. Uh, even the third even, Shrek. Yeah. We'll get there. But until we unpack everything, uh, how are you guys doing? I'm splendid. Thanks for asking. Absolutely, absolutely delightful. I'm doing just peachy. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's post-Christmas season. It is. The holidays. We have all our gifts. We're in the eye of the hurricane right now before New Year's rolls in. In the eye of a hurricane. Well, sick Hamilton reference, man. Um, Did you you guys watch anything else of, of import that we're not discussing today on the episode? Um, I rewatched everything everywhere all at once. Yes. Oh. Um, it is Best fucking. Don't, I, don't talk about it now. I imagine you're gonna have a lot more to say next week. Next week on our end of the year episode. Okay, you're right about that. <laughs> Watch I, it. I, I expect us to gush about that plenty, plenty often next week. I think I mentioned these. When did we last? Yeah, I think I mentioned all these other ones. Yeah, I think I also fucking yeah. I haven't watched shit. Christmas, huh? Christmas, yeah. Uh, have you have you watched anything else? No, not really. Well, the one that we are most quoting is we watched Austin Powers not so recently. We did. I think I mentioned. I think I mentioned that. Whatever. Fucking what? Like, like it must have been. Like, it must have been the last episode. But no. Uh, do you want to do to give a brief little uh, little run rundown of your thoughts on Austin Powers? I mean, like the guy's the international man of mystery. Like what more? <laughs> what more do you need? What more right? do you need? Yeah. I mean, the second one is clearly the best one. I think. Slight spoilers, but I think uh, during that bit in Babylon, they should have put in a clip of Austin Powers. <laughs> God damn it! Hot take. Hot, hot take. I know. I know. Uh, shit. Should we just should we just get right into it? Jump right into it. Jump right into it. Damien Chazelle, the youngest director to ever win an Oscar for best directing. Absolutely. Whiplash, masterpiece. My favorite movie of all time. La La Land, also really good. Uh, First Man, awesome. Awesome. Not yeah. as good as the other two, but fucking no, but great still, movie. No, but still pretty good. Um, every time I watch First Man or think about it, I just think of the bit from Tropic Thunder where uh, Robert Downey Jr. talks about how he was preparing for playing Neil Armstrong and they found him in like a fridge out in like a back alley somewhere like yeah. he was going into orbit. And then later when he's tearing off the makeup, he's like, I'm not Neil Armstrong. <laughs> That's literally all I think of when I, whenever First Man is brought up. That's amazing. Anyway, um, new movie. Yes, it is him tackling the the grandiose myth. <laughs> how do you describe it? Uh, he, Hollywood, It's him tackling the, the myth of Hollywood and how... Um, Quite literally comparing Hollywood to Babylon, the, the tower that they tried to build so high it could touch heaven. And eventually it all came... Crumbling. Exactly. It's his. It's his touching on 
art and artists and how the and the industry Cause, it's it's cause it, more things change the more things stay the same type deal yeah um and it's a very um divisive film yes uh a lot of people love it a lot of people really hate it um i which was going to make this discussion interesting because None of us hate it. No, no, no. Spoilers, I guess. No, no one here hated it. Uh, I, I loved this movie. Yes. I, it is certainly one of my favorites of the year. I think... Um, and I'm curious to talk about it. I think this movie, where its strength lies, is in its... As, like, a thematic exercise. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, a broad takedown of Hollywood as, as a system and everything. I think where the movie fails is as a narrative mm. a little bit. I okay. think it's lacking in a lot of areas there, and I think that's just kind of the nature of the beast with a movie like this. Like, it's hard to have your cake and eat it, too. Like, for example, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you have, like, The Fablemans, mm. which is kind of, like, kind of going for the same thing, except it's a much more, like, personal angle, like, coming from a very, like, single singular perspective into this world of filmmaking. Whereas this is like, this is tackling here's everything, 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 you know? It's a lot of movie. Yes. A lot of different movies. <laughs> the genre of this movie is movie. movie. Yeah, movie. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say the narrative's a failure. I would say it's it's certainly stronger thematically than, yes, than yes. as it's, narrative. Not, failure's a strong word. I just think it's lacking. In in terms of, of depth, I think, is, is maybe what I'm looking... Because, like... While the criticisms, like, it levies are, are poignant and everything, I, I do think a lot of it is kind of obvious, I don't know if I want to say, or, like, it's it's nothing nobody else... You know what I mean? Like, people have said this kind of stuff before. People have said this kind of things. I like that he kind of gives his, his point points a different direction than you're expecting. Your mileage on this movie depends on how you like your Hollywood criticism flavored. If you like it Damien Chazelle flavored, this is for you. This is certainly a Damien movie. Like, like for me personally, I'm going to take Birdman over this any day of the week. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In terms of like... That's an interesting comparison. And it's... Well, you know, they're kind of coming yeah, from yeah. the same thing of like... Hollywood has, has become this like machine of... They're both very anti-journalists. Slop. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Sam, what are your thoughts on Babylon? I, I, I certainly don't think it should have bombed in the box office. No, I'm very no. sad. I'm very sad about that. Why didn't you see Babylon, you fuckers? <laughs> but no, I think... I mean, it's a love letter to cinema and a hate letter to, to Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I love it and I respect it for that. But like Jordan said, I mean, I just feel like I didn't really care much for... Like, I didn't feel as invested in the characters as I probably should have. Yeah. In, like, and it was a three-hour movie, you know? And, That's like, true. Like, you like, should be, but yeah, like, not. Yeah, you'd think, like, you'd think with that kind of length, you, you'd have enough time to, like, get to know these characters. And, it, it, again, like, uh, they're all likable. Like, I think all the performances are good. See, that that's what ca that's what carries me. Like, it, they're, maybe they're not the most three-dimensional characters yeah. in the world, but yeah. I think the performances are outstanding. True. I think I think Diego Calva Maybe. is is exceptional. A, a revelation. A revelation. He will he's, be a big. He's star. incredible. Um, Brad Pitt's great. Margot, One of my favorite performances of his. Margot Robbie's good. She's awesome. Gene Smart's good. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Who plays uh, uh the trumpet player? He's really good. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Sidney Palmer. Uh, the character Sidney Palmer. Sidney uh, Palmer. His name is uh, Joven Adepo. Um, <laughs> I loved him. Yeah, he's he's awesome in it. Fucking uh, the girl who plays Lady Faye is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee Jun Lee. Very, um, very big, big cast. Eric like, Roberts pops stuff. up. Yeah, that, Toby Maguire. You see him in the trailers. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. Completely unhinged. But I, I just 
this movie has such a palpable, specifically in the first third, has such an energy to it. Yeah. It is relentless. Um, and and again, your mileage may vary on how sick of that energy you get. Mm-hmm. I was fully enveloped in that. Yeah. I, specifically, a couple set pieces that that Chazelle frames around, like cross cutting between characters, and it's like the tensions ramping yeah, up, yeah. and the pacing is going crazy. And I was I, this movie's not boring. I would, I would never no, call this no, movie. No, 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 no. I would never call this movie boring. No, 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 no. It's it's re- it's remarkably well paced for three hours. Yeah, I just, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think. Uh, I've heard Baz Luhrmann comparisons. I think there's definitely some of that here. In 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 like, that point, like it's Damien Chazelle, like kind of kind of doing like a Baz Luhrmann pastiche with with like, you know, in the beginning, like the camera like swer- swerving around from like character to character in these big rooms where it's all like the camera's kind of in god mode, just floating around. Some of the around some of the long takes he's able to do, uh, especially in a movie with thousands of extras. Yeah, but like, do you think about that? Can you imagine trying to do that? In the time when they were oh, making yeah. these movies, yeah, like the the twenties or the tens or whatever. And uh, another thing that, that seems like mileage may vary on with this movie is um, is its vulgarity because yes. this is a this is a pretty vulgar movie. Yes. It's very sexual. It's, it's gross. It's, it's violent. It's a yucky it's, movie. It's it's like gross. He's he's telling the story of Hollywood yeah, and how depraved it's, it's, depraved it is. I'm sure it's very accurate. I just like like like. The, the film person in me is like, yes, I get why it's there, it's relevant, but the regular person in me is like, I don't want to watch an elephant poop on someone. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh, it's, it ugh, made me want to hurl. Fucking, um, it was, it's, it's, it's so nasty. I don't get, I don't get grossed out by bodily fluid like shit all that that's, much. That's crazy, man. Um, but... I also I my favorite part of the whole movie is the score. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, it's so uh, good. Justin Her- Hurwitz. Uh, Justin Hurwitz, who's done all of Chazelle's movies. This is probably his best work besides La La Land, maybe. I think he yeah, and and there's there's an interesting thing. I don't think it's a spoiler to say this. Uh, he repurposes some of the La La Land themes yeah. in this, and which is very which interesting thematically for what what he's going yeah, this for. Is like I think La La Land and this kind of have like a like a dream oh, yeah. like a dream nightmare duology thing going but, on. But even during the very divisive ending, which we'll get into in spoilers, the score is just going yeah. absolutely like, fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an easel standout. Yeah, the cinematography is incredible. The production design is yeah. out of this world. Um, and yeah, I, I was just... It kind of drags you through the ringer, and I love a good rise and fall story. Mm-hmm. So I'm like immediately invested in this. Yeah. And watching the story of Manny go to the top, and then slowly all of it start to crumble... And and like his the, even like there's a literal sequence that kind of replicates like the descent into hell almost. Yeah, um, there's a freak that, cave. There's a freak cave, and I, just almost everything worked about this for me. Yeah, yeah. But I understand. I understand the criticisms. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I I, I liked it. I just I think uh, mm. I think for what this movie is going for, other films have done it better. But for what it is. It's pretty solid. Very it's, Boogie Nights inspired. Very He's Boogie very Nights. inspired by Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. the works of him. Um, but I, I loved it, and I even loved most of the ending, barring a, a, yeah. thing, a, thing, a thing they decided. I guess we can talk about that in spoilers in a, in a second. Do you want to drop your rating real quick? Yeah. Uh, yeah um, 
I want to give it a decimal, but I think Yogi be pissed oh, at me. So I, I just, I, I'll just give it a four and a half. Give it a real rating. A, a very strong four and a half. A very strong four and a half. Samantha? Um, I gave it a three and a half. I agree. Three and a half out of five. Okay, uh, so the ending. Um, uh, he, uh, it's a swing. Um, so... After all is said and done, after this big, crazy adventure, Manny... And Manny has to flee to Mexico, yes. back to, uh, back to where he's from, and, and then there's, like, an epilogue, and it takes place about 20 years later, and it's him revisiting, uh, coming back into L.A. with his family, and he decides to go stop by a movie theater, and he's... He's kind of overwhelmed by seeing all the things that he um, he experienced in the industry, like mm -hmm. on the big screen, because he's, watching, all, sing, he's coming, watching Singing in the Rain. And then uh, Chazelle puts in like a 45-second montage of movies through the years. Um, and then he ends it with this really cool... Um, like, like, a, like a, a, RGB, RGB yeah. like, um, like, yeah, ink. Filling the, the primal room. colors of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of image itself. Red, green, blue, yeah. flashing before your eyes. And and I, I I the reason I don't hate the movie through the year montage, I, although I don't love it, I, I see what he's going. I for. don't hate it. I just think it's goofy. It's goofy. Yeah, like it's, it's goofy. Just, but it's goofy as hell. But I see what he's trying to do thematically. I really do. He's trying it's to just, say it's just a little corny. It's like. corny. It's it is. Which, which is weird because the rest of the movie isn't really that corny. Which I think is the problem, is it just feels kind of... Yeah. Like, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, oh... It like. feels thematically in place, but, like, tonally yeah. out of place. Which, that might be that might be my blanket statement for this entire film. Yeah. A little, like, like thematically consistent, tonally, and, like, narratively inconsistent. Um, I really like what they do with... It's dark, but I like what they do with Brad Pitt's character and his... He was actually I think, shoot him shooting himself. Besides Manny, I think he might have been my favorite character in the movie. He was he was good. His fall is is yeah. a, is a great. Um, he did, like he goes through like the twelve state like acceptance in the end and everything. So, I mean, yeah. so many stars just go through that. Yeah, yeah. But there's so many scenes in this movie that I honestly just found magical. Yeah. I I really really the love this. Splendor. The visual splendor. The splendor is certainly there. I I really I really oh. love this. <laughs> I'm just, I just, it's I'm, also, I'm, I'm picturing a scene of the elephant shitting on someone. The, the, the movies, the baby, slender. they're back. What we didn't really talk about in this is it's funny. It's a yeah, really it's funny hilarious. movie. There's, there's, there's a couple gags in here that are uh, fucking hysterical. When it's not doing, Toby Maguire is hilariously scary. Comes in right at the end. Eat the fucking hat. <laughs> there's a gag where like. Um, the first time Manny's on a set, they make him deal with all the extras that want more pay, and they all just start... They're all like, they're like crackhead junkies and yeah, shit. From like, like Skid Row, like... And that gag is so funny. So good. Yeah, I just really love this movie. Uh, the whole, the whole bit. So, the plot of this movie is kind of lifted from Singing in the Rain a little bit, where it's about, like, the transition... From the... From, from the, silent films to talking films, and my favorite sequence of the whole movie is the, the first time they're filming... The sound scene with uh, Margot Robbie's character, incredible. Like it's it's like the Safties directed this one sequence. It's just one of the most stressful things. That so stress good. just keeps ramping, and then eventually by the end, you're like, God, you can finally fucking breathe again. Yeah, yeah, it's so so good. No, this is this is good. I think this could get better for me on a rewatch, but mm -hmm. as it stands, as it stands, this is. Um, I want to watch it again. This is a, I, I a bold, ambitious movie that works most of the time for me. Okay. Yeah. 
Three and a half from them. Four and a half from me. I re- we all recommend you go see it. Yes. Because yes. Uh, so, it, someone needs to. Support <laughs> good movies. Yeah. We now on to what we really came here to talk about. Okay, our shrek So, in 2002? One. One. In 2001, um, a bad year. What? <laughs> a, Good year. A bad year. Oh, uh, no, what else happened that year? I was born. Um, the blueprint came out. Kids Bob came out. Did it really? I think, I think so. Holy shit. Um, so, Shrek came out. It was, it was DreamWorks's, not their first, it was like their third or fourth. It was their first, uh... No, no, Ants, Ants is Lord. DreamWorks. Oh my god! But this is this. Can is... I? F- I'm sorry. I hate Ants so much. I Fucking... like Ants. I've never. Seen I think it. it's funny as fuck. It's ugly. It's horrible. It's horrible to look at, and I don't like giving Woody Allen credit for anything. I don't give him credit. He didn't make. I the just movie. wanted to make a movie about Ants. Um, he didn't make it. Um, but yeah. So this is kind of DreamWorks's first like breakout smash. Like they had like yeah, Prince of Egypt, Prince of Egypt which yeah. everyone loved, but it wasn't like a box office or like a cultural yeah. shifting thing. And then Shrek came out. It's like the fucking crater in yeah. society. And, and Shrek, it's based on a on a, a children's yes. uh, book. And and the way uh, that the movie goes, it's basically taking shots at Disney. Yeah, it's it's like it's um, a parody of fairy tales. It's, yes, um, where. Our main character named Shrek is an ogre. ogre. He lives in his swamp. He loves seclusion. He loves just scaring the he shit out of him. He loves being gross. And he wants everyone to leave him the fuck alone, which I get, I get honestly. It, yeah. And his life starts to fall apart when uh, a bunch of fucking fairy tale creatures show up at his door. A bunch of refugees. By, by decree of um, Farquaad, Lord Farquaad. Who's, who's very not flatteringly caricatured after Michael Eisner, I believe, is who that's supposed to be. Oh, really? Yeah. I I mean, and so, and so he goes, he, and he, so he makes a deal with Farquaad, okay, well, I'll give you your land back if you go rescue the Princess Fiona from the castle and from a dragon. That's and that starts our quest journey. I'm already on a quest! And he's accompanied by the silly side Donkey. character, Donkey. By the silly side character, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. And and that's where we have our movie. Our it won best animated film, didn't it? Yeah, it rightfully did. so. It beat Monsters Inc. And yeah. Jimmy Neutron. Uh, it beat Monsters Inc. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, everyone knows Shrek is great. What do you even say about Shrek? Yeah, everyone man? knows Shrek. Like, everyone knows Shrek is great. Like, if you were between the ages of like ten mm-hmm. to thirty, mm. there's. You're a 90% chance that Shrek has touched your life in some way. So, that you've seen this movie or you are, like, aware. Spoilers for all of these, by the way, except the new Puss in Boots. Yes. Spoilers for we'll all just, these. We'll just get right into it. Um, And this is a bit of a spoiler for my opinion later. The reason that this is my favorite of the Shrek movies yes. over the second is it has not a single ounce of fat. Nope, no filler, all killer. It is about Mm -hmm. 80, without credits, it's like maybe like 80 something minutes long and it moves. It's so simple. Every single line of dialogue is quotable and iconic. The script is so goddamn good for this movie. Yeah, the characters are so developed. Um, The voice acting is great. The performances are are iconic, incredible. The Um, animation, while dated, is still like good. No, like the, the movie never tries to like do anything too like over you know like it never overextends itself so no, it never, no, 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 it never no. shows off how dated it is no, like, it, no, yeah. it's still very charming 
It's so yeah. The music choices, yeah, are music. wild. The score, yeah, the score and the soundtrack both go hard as fuck. There's not, there's not a single thing that isn't firing this on is all cylinders in this movie. movie. Genuinely, a perfect movie. We're, I, I'll give you why my one problem with this movie, all and right. it's, and it's, I am recognizing it's a me problem. I do not like misunderstandings as major plot elements, and this really hinges the the like oh. climactic misunderstanding. Oh man, you would hate Shakespeare. There's a misunderstandings all the time in that. Yeah, it depends how it's done. I just like this one. It's like they're both. But this positive. is like the misunderstanding. This you is know what I mean? Like when I think about this trope, this is the one that comes to my mind. That's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? So maybe it's like you feel that way because it's just been done maybe. so many times yeah. since then. But also the funny it's been thing, done worse since yeah. then. The funny thing about well, it's not very prevalent in the later ones, but at least the first two Shrek movies have so many pop culture references. Yep. This one references the Matrix, um, specifically in a very funny gag. But yep. and and they really go out they really go out of control during the second. Goes one. for a goes for a Babe reference. All the kids in the audience love Babe. Yeah. Um, there's so many, but yeah, the second one is even wilder with the references. Yeah. It's like every line is a fucking reference to something. No, and like and like the 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 theme of this movie, like the message, is is, awesome. is simple, but so like it's, it's don't judge a book. Yeah, it's there you go, and it opens with a book and everything. Yeah. Like oh, like okay. that's ever gonna happen? What a load up! The the musical score. Yeah, the incredible. The score great. and the soundtrack are both like perfect and iconic. Fucking uh. Smash Mouth, goddamn, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, what's the one I'm thinking of where they're in the montage and they're falling in love and it's fucking, uh, oh, it's the weird one. Uh, know. fucking, I'm on my weed is yeah, that yeah. one. Uh -huh, hallelujah? Uh -huh. Hallelujah. Yeah, fucking, ugh. Um, this movie's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, believer, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm You know who I don't think gets nearly enough credit for these movies? What? Mike Myers. He's great. He, he really real. doesn't for just the, the fact that this is almost the antithesis to, like, Austin Powers in the sense that he can't just, like, lean on his, like, I'm a goofy little guy shtick. Well, that's like, he has to play, like, a character that is so deviated from who he is as a person. Well, the, it would be so easy, and, and I think a lot of actors would fall into this pitfall of just making him so over the top. Yeah. But, but, for, but it, he he's shockingly like ground, a, he he's shockingly grounded. He's just a guy. Um, do you know how he recorded all of his dialogue in his normal yep. voice and then just came in afterwards and was like, you know what, can I actually do it in a Scottish accent? They were like, yeah, fuck it. I like, love that for him. <laughs> um, sh shockingly, a lot of dick jokes in this movie. Do you think he's compensating for something? A lot of, a lot of dick jokes. I'll let uh, you do the measuring tomorrow. And then and then Farquaad like looks at his boner a little Yeah, mm. when he's skinned the mama bear and Well okay, hang on! That breaks Shrek Cannon! Oh yeah, it does. Oh yeah, it does. There's a lot of breaks in Shrek Cannon. Okay, hang on. we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to Puss in Boots. Yeah, okay. absolutely. That is, I think I've cracked the code here. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that. Um but yeah, this movie fucking rocks, dude. Maybe they're okay. Maybe they're back after. Hang on, I'm sorry. Shrek Forever After. Maybe when they reset the timeline, <laughs> maybe so like it fucking. Maybe oh, it's like the X Men canon where. It's yeah, like, maybe it's maybe it does that. I don't know. What would? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, Shrek One. Uh, good movie. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Five out of five. I think this. Five is, I, I like genuinely. Like, I I don't know if there's an animated movie that's more important to our generation. I do not know if there is one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I like, think I agree with that. Like, this left a fucking atom-sized crater in, in our culture, specifically, 
that is gonna go on forever. This is gonna be like fucking Dumbo and Pinocchio. In like a hundred years, people are gonna study this in film classes. Like this changed the fucking game. This is the yeah. shit. Oh, it is four and a half out of five. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. Five fucking. I, it's a fucking great movie. Um, <sighs> awesome. Shrek two. Yeah. So, uh, 2004, yes. Shrek 2, uh, you want to give a, you want to give a plot rundown of sure. Shrek 2? Sure, so Shrek and Fiona, they, they get together, they get married at the end of the first Shrek. This they fucking do. blanket's under my ass. Uh, they get married at the end of the first one, Farquaad is, is consumed by a dragon, and, uh, and they're, they're, they're on their honeymoon. <laughs> honeymoon? With, With whom? Uh, In the land of far, far away. Uh, well, they go back home and they receive an invitation from Fiona's parents, the king and queen of far, far away, who invite them there for a uh, for a royal banquet to honor their marriage. But what they don't know is that their lovely, beautiful princess daughter has married an ogre. Being that herself is an ogre. Because we didn't even talk about that in the first one. No, we did not. <laughs> um, fucking, uh, so yeah, so Fiona's whole deal is that she's been, like, cursed. It's never really, like, elaborated on. No. But she was cursed at some point, and uh, by day, she's a, beautiful, uh, princess. a beautiful princess, and by night, she's an even more beautiful ogre. Yeah. And exactly. the only thing that can break the curse is True Love's Kiss, and then she kisses Shrek at the end of the first movie. And Because they, they, they go on like a little adventure, and they fall in love. And it turns out the curse with the princess part, and the ogre she's is the, the real Because part. she's beautiful, and like, yeah. and, oh. oh. The themes in this movie are so touching. So then they're going, they get invited to the King Queen, and they don't know that he's an ogre, so she's an ogre, and it leads to a bunch of racially charged uh, shenanigans mm -hmm. because uh, the king is racist against ogres. Um, yep. And yeah, that's that's pretty much the movie. It's kind of like a meet the meet the parents, get out situation. Yeah, it is get out. Um, there's also a, 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 a devious fairy godmother on the uh, on the Bad. on the prowl. Yeah, um, the second best villain in the Shrekiverse, I would say. After uh, after the movie we watched today, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, she she's she's uh, up to mischief. And That's good. true. This is true. What do you think of Shrek Two? I like Shrek Two. Shrek Two is pretty uh, good. Shrek Two is very very funny. Yeah, it's probably the funniest of the Shrek. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the first or the second. Yeah. But the 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 second one, it's so funny. Um, I don't think the pacing is quite as tight as the first one. That's fair. I don't think that. Uh, I mentioned the pop culture. I think most of them work. I think sometimes it can get a little exhausting. Yeah. Um, it references a lot of things. Give me an example. Um, Got the... the I mean, like I mean, what do you... Re they reference Lord of the Rings. They reference Indiana Jones. They reference... Uh, I, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Cops. Cops, cops is the start till four. That's, that's the funniest, oh, that's the funniest joke in the movie. That whole sequence uh, is... That's, a, that's not mine. Oh, we got to talk about the introduction of, uh, of one... Puss in Boots, yeah, he's played by Antonio Banderas, who's hired by the king to kill Shrek. Yeah. Because he doesn't want Shrek and his daughter to be married. He's so good. Well, be, because the fairy godmother had made a deal with the, with the king. So there's lore, right? Yeah. yeah. So Prince Charming, who this movie opens with, was supposed to go rescue Princess Fiona, but Shrek got there first, and he is the fairy godmother's son. So she's all like, hey, what the fuck, King? I mean, Harold is his name? Yeah, Harold. Um, and so so they, they devised a plan. And so Shrek decides to drink a potion Yeah. from the fairy godmother. Like, he realizes the fairy godmother kind of like, or, or like, gets a card. So much happens in yeah. this movie? Ton of shit. What the fuck? So just, yeah, yeah, yeah. He drinks a potion. Yeah. And it turns him sexy. It turns him sexy human. 
Because he, he wants to give Fiona the Prince Charming that, like, she yeah. quote-unquote deserves. Mrs. Fiona Charming. Mrs. Yeah. Fiona Charming. Sir Justin. Horrid <laughs> foreshadowing for yeah. what was to, what was to come. Um, but... Yeah, th- this movie, it's just, it's very, once you get to Far, Far Away, this movie takes off. It's so funny. I it's think, so quotable. I think, I think I will say where I, why I think this movie is better than the first one is I think it succeeds in every area that a sequel should, but it also just, like, it, it so organically takes all the emotional stakes from the first movie to that next step. And to I agree that you. new level. I agree with you. Where everything is just more heightened and feels more, like, emotional. Like, you know, now that they love each other, seeing their love, like, put to the test like this. And seeing, like, how much Shrek is... He's literally willing to besiege a castle with a giant gingerbread, gingerbread man for this woman. You know what I mean? So it's just, like... I don't know. Like, I, I think... I think it, it just kind of... It kinda turns everything up a notch. For sure. And, yeah, yeah. It, it goes... It goes the Better big- soundtrack, too, I think. Better soundtrack down is good score. Yes. It trades is, those. That is the trade-off. It trades those. Um, the I Need a Hero. I mean, the climax oh, of this movie is so Can we talk good. about the, the fucking climax? climax. Yeah. Unironically, I'm making this statement on, on air. This is a top ten climax of any movie ever, animated or otherwise. This is awesome iconic, climax. like memorable. Like this is the uh, the sound the soundtrack. The fact that it's like the villain performing the song diegetically in the movie, and the cross cutting between the the dance and the action sequence well, to get in there. Well, like what I'll say that that the other movies aren't able to replicate entirely until until the one we watched today. But the editing in the first two movies is great. Yeah, uh, they they do a lot of really cool match cuts across montages mm-hmm. that are really really cool and fun and and make you smile. It's good shit. It's good uh, shit for sure. Yeah, the, um, the vision with these first two Shrek movies is so clear and, and potent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Donkey's still there making jokes. And I, shit. I think what uh, and I think why there's such. A, a dip in quality, at least with the next one, or, or I think, like, yeah. why they... I think it's because these are romantic comedies, these first two, whereas everyone after this, to some degree, tries to be an action movie. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and that kind of works to varying degrees of success. Like, this really only has, like, two action scenes in it. Well, not not only are, are these two, the first two, not action movies... But they also lean far more into the fairy tale parody aspect. Yes. Like, yeah, they're they're actually like taking jabs at old knavery, far Var, yeah. Um, There's the far bucks right across the street. Burger Prince, yeah, Abercrombie and Witch. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. There, there's so many like funny parodies of these fairy tale characters that you completely lose in three. Yeah. You bring back a little bit in four, but not really. No, four, four is like maybe four is the an most, action movie. Four is like the most dramatic of all. Yeah. Of For sure, that's where it like that one is like concerned and with wrapping up these emotional arcs and only wrapping. And up then, these and then the present movies, movies are, are obviously kind going of through, they're going through yeah. something different. But I mean, this movie rocks. I think it's awesome. I, I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, but that's not to knock it. Um, I, I disagree. Think, I think this is better than the first one. I'm glad you feel that way. I really am. Good. I also agree. Uh, I have this one at a five as well, but it's a stronger five. I also have this one at a five. I'd give this a 5.1 if I was yeah. a knucklehead. Four. Four out of five. Fair enough. I like this movie. Uh, it's awesome. Um, do you know what's not awesome, Jeremy? Shrek the Third. So three years after, 2007 we're in now. Ugh. We got Shrek the Third. Um, was that the same year as B-Movie? 
Yeah. Bad year. Bad year for DreamWorks. The B movie's better than this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Shrek the Third. Uh, so at at the end of Shrek Two, um, the the evil fairy godmother is vanquished, is defeated, and the king of the land, Fiona's father, is turned into a frog. Because he was a frog. He was a frog. He's he, like he, the, the fairy tale character. That's that's how he got his happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. And he so hates he, Shrek because he sees himself in him. Yeah. So he reverts back to a frog, and so in this in this one, he's sick and then he dies. The frog's so dead. live and let die. And he's like, "Hey Shrek, I want you to be king." And Shrek's like, "I don't want that." Is there someone else? He's like, "I guess you can find my cousin." Look Justin at Justin Timberlake, Timberlake real quick. Just, uh, who plays fucking King, king Arthur, Arthur, which is not a fairy tale or a nursery rhyme. No, that's like actual, it's like, like myth with religious implications. Uh, which is which is the, it's like um it's I've always said like the core thing that's wrong with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is that it's a sci-fi and not a fantasy MacGuffin. The core thing with this is that the whole premise is based around, like, like British myth and not fucking, like, fairy tales yeah. and nursery rhymes so, and shit. So in this movie, it's it's Shrek trying to avoid his, his responsibilities and trying to find King Arthur, and that's the movie. He's yeah. also scared to have kids. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's pregnant. He's got babies. That's, that's for, I forgot about that. Uh, Fergus, Farkle, and Felicia. And Felicia, yeah. Um, so what I will say about this one is that it sucks. Is that it sucks? Mm-hmm. It's I, I'm getting there. Uh, but I wanna I wanna say at first, um, the script on paper isn't bad. Um, this idea is fine. If you're like tracking like the like, emotional it, it arc makes, that Shrek should go through, it makes sense. This is like a logical and then, place to and, take and it. And every couple minutes, you get a joke that feels like like, like the first chuckle. Like there's a there's a couple good jokes. Yeah. But oh my god, is the direction such a her- insane step down? Boring. All of the energy of like the camera work in the first the charm two, is gone. The char- the the conversations are all shot in like shot reverse shot. It's fucking like boring. a play. It like it's fucking... so fucking well, boring. The climax is uh. <laughs> well, yeah. When you put it like that. So the main villain of this one is, is Prince, Prince Charming. Again, on paper, making the side villain in the last one the main villain is fun. Like, that's interesting. He's like, boring as fuck in yeah, this movie. Yeah, maybe if they actually his had... plan is just I want to kill Shrek. Ooh wee. Like, oh wow, fucking like, fun. That's, that's really cool. Um, the animation is a step back. This movie is yeah. just lame. It's Everything lame. about, like, the villain is lame. The animation's lame. The plot's fucking the lame. The princesses are fucking lame. Yeah, uh, except for Doris. We do not, we, we don't, oh, she, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the, the, oh, the cis ones. Hey, hey, she is a princess, all right? I, I, no, I, the cis, boring, white right, yeah. princess. Who's, who's a guy? Who's a guy? But, uh, frankly, you, you don't like to be disturbed. disturbed. But this movie is just... Boring. Yeah. It's boring and like stale. It keeps making detours. Like they they fuck around at like Wizard College it, it for like feels a couple like minutes. Like, see, here's here. like Shrek Two feels like them genuinely going like, okay, like what can we do to improve upon the first one? Like how can we make this better? This feels like them going, oh, we've got a product that we know is going to make a billion dollars on our hands. Let's just rest on our laurels and not try. Yeah, yeah, and and it feels like it's made for such a, a much younger audience. It's juvenile, you like a lot more like throw up and like poopy humor. Like there's one fart joke in the second movie, I think. Yeah, there's like a couple fart jokes and burp jokes in the and, first two, but then, like they make sense. Like in this one, it's fucking like at least in the first one, it's like 
you know, like thematic because when they're like burping together, like like you know, it's like oh, they're falling in love. They're gross like, together. Yeah, like in this, it's just just to be it's gross. It's just boring, man. Like I don't even know what else to say. It's Coco Melon. It's boring. Two out of five. Two out of five. Mid. Just not, yeah. Two out of five. Mid is two fun. out of five. Like, if you like, if you haven't. S- Eddie, especially given the fourth one, there is no reason to watch this Just one. Skip it. Like it, it, Just it, skip it. it this is this is the quantum of solace of Shrek movies. All right, it's never addressed again. It it might as well not be. Canon. Okay, well, quantum of solace is addressed well, multiple times. Yeah, it's fair. Um, this one is even less relevant. This one, you literally do not need to watch this movie. No, not at all. No reason to. Justin Timberlake sucks in it. Did we even get to that? Let me set the mood um, right. Oh, we did not. He is He's horrendous. Night and day from him in this and the social network. He is truly abysmal in this movie. Keep shit talking Shrek 3. I'm going to go use the bathroom real quick. Yeah, the, this movie, it's just... And then the climax attempts this, like, um, princess girl power bullshit. Like... It's well throughout the entire third movie, where like the B plot is following. They they put P- Fiona in the B plot with the other princesses, yeah. And it all just happily comes together at the end, and everyone's happy. And it's just oh, it's so lazy. Well, first of all, yeah, they totally sideline Fiona, which is one of the best parts of the first. Yeah, Fiona's you know, awesome. They just like leave her behind. I was like, oh, like, all right. Can she come along for the no? But she's pregnant. Yeah. I want to talk about this fucking moment that's awful where they, they start to play it's when the princesses are attacking and they start to play fucking Immigrant Song by mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin and they play it for maybe like 16 seconds mm-hmm. and then they hard cut to Barracuda yeah. and it's like the most jarring <laughs> shit I've ever like why yeah. did you even start with another song it then? was so silly just no. play Barracuda the whole time yeah um it this movie's stinky it's poopy. Not canon in my Shrek verse. I'll tell you that. Uh, I said in my letterbox review, it's like the the corpse of the first two. It's 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 a husk. Like it's a walking husk of it what Shrek. It looks like a Shrek movie, ones. but it doesn't it's feel like it doesn't a, feel like. It's a Shrek like movie. there's no heart, there's no soul, even if it looks like it. But. There's not even like a good like moral or message. Yeah, in this what movie. was I supposed to gain from this? Like the first one's about like. Don't judge a book. The second one is like... This one's like, oh, I want kids. Yeah, I don't want kids. Yeah, I want kids. Avoid your responsibilities, I guess. I don't know. But it, no, like, it's like... I don't even know. They're not even going for anything. And then Prince Charming gets crushed by a fucking tower. Whoopie. Yeah, and like, that's such a lame a lame death for like a character who is so great in the second one. The movie's just lame. Movie like, that's, that's the word I'd use, lame. Yeah. Lame, lame, lame. It's boring. It sucks. And I hate it. Not canon. So three years after Shrek the Third, we got Shrek Forever After. So that's very consistent. Every yeah. three years, Shrek mm-hmm. movie. Shrek Forever After. Uh, Sam, give us a plot rundown of Shrek Forever After. Uh, so Shrek Forever After, it kind of doesn't really address much of the third movie. But no. It's, well, a, it's a direct sequel to the second. Yeah. Yeah. We're basically shown how, in the past, Fiona's parents, they were super worried about her in the tower, and they almost signed a contract with Rumpelstiltskin uh, to Who's get her out. And he's just this slimy little guy who like wants to like rule everything. Shane Dawson. He wants to be king of the world. Um, and like if they were gonna sign it, he would have wiggled his way to eventually becoming ruler, but they didn't. Um, so he sees Shrek as his fucking mortal yeah. enemy. Because it's like yeah, it's like right, Shrek, at the, right at the last minute, Shrek like saves Fiona, and they're like, oh. Well, no, well we don't need to sign this anymore. 
So it cuts to Shrek, and he is getting worn down by being a domesticated over ogre taking care of. He has become Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah he's, is, he's lost his bite. He he truly has, and um, so basically he just kind of snaps one day, um, and Rumpelstiltskin meets him up, and uh, he's like, hey. He daps uh, him up. He daps him up. He like he's nice and friendly to him, and he's like. And Shrek's like, I just want to be an ogre, like a nasty ogre for one day. And he says, oh, bet, sign this. Um, and Shrek does, and it turns into a just a crazy, like, alternate timeline. It's where, a wonderful life type beat. Yeah, where Shrek never had, like, existed, pretty yeah, much. This, yeah, fucking multiverse of madness over here. Yep, yep. And uh, what do we think? Of, uh, this movie goes hard. This movie rocks. This movie is... I remember not liking it. I don't know what like what I was thinking as, as a kid. Who was awesome? Who was yeah. awesome? Uh, most underrated Trek movie for really. sure. I actually really lo- like this movie yeah. a-, a ton. Um, um, like I said earlier, like this movie is is pretty much solely concerned with wrapping up the emotional arcs from the, the yeah. first two Trek movies. Yeah, absolutely. And and the animation's awesome. It feels like an improvement yeah. over the first three, for like, sure. Like, the jokes kind of suffer a little bit, and, like... It doesn't even attempt it. No, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like just, like, the, the quantity of them is, is just, like... But in terms of the dramatic arc that Shrek has, it's really believable. Mm-hmm. It's really nuanced. Compelling. Um, His relationship with Fiona. Maybe Cameron Diaz is best performance? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I agree with you. Um, it, it feels much more emotionally mature than I was expecting. Yeah. And... They do something funny with Puss in Boots in it. In he's the fat. He's the whale. He's the whale 2022. <laughs> um, donkey's funny. Um, there, there are, and, and not to discredit, there's a lot, there are solid jokes in here. Oh, did we mention Donkey's mutant dragon children in, uh, in uh, Shrek the Third? No, he fucks a dragon. I, I just, yeah, I felt like that was worth mentioning. Got some mutant kids. Yeah, we forgot about that. They're, they're, they're in this one, too. Yeah. Um, but Donkey, I mean, there are some solid jokes yeah. in this movie. Them whipping donkey to change like the radio station. Because like, he's singing different songs. Yeah. The, what the, you want, cracker? The whole <laughs> fucking he uh he fucking the whole like plot of him like running into like these characters and like how each one of them has changed. Like that's always just an interesting premise for like shaking up the status quo of things. And I think like he, like the whole idea of him having to like. Refall in love with Fiona is just is just cool. Like one of the best quotes from the end of this movie when he's like fading away is like one of the best things. Yeah, I Shrek fucking dies. Was uh, to was I got to fall in love with you all over again. Uh, uh, and, like, and where this movie loses kind of the the uh, the parody aspect, it, it gains some pretty uh, dynamic action set pieces. Yeah. The one near the end where Fiona and Shrek are both chained up. And they're like pulling like each other around, around the room. Like that around shit the was, that shit really, was cool, no? really great. Like you get the dragon in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like Rumple is a unhinged character. I crazy. love him as a villain. I love that it's an animator voicing him. That uh, I'm sure they did, he just did like the temp voice, and they were like, "Yeah, you know what? You can stay around. You can keep doing it." Yeah, he was awesome. Um, and nobody's smart but me. <laughs> but it, it just. It has an energy to it that it like completely makes up for um, yeah. Shrek the uh, Nerd. Right off the bat, like so much more dynamic. Yeah, it opens just, with a book. It's cra- it, it, it opens with a book, which the third one doesn't. Which it, not canon. It's not canon. It's not canon. I love the um, I love the party scene where Shrek explodes. Like that's such a stressful scene. That's also really fucking funny. Get it? he's getting away. Get it? Yeah, he's getting away. Um, but the movie is just 
Awesome. I like it. <laughs> it's just awesome. It, it feels different than the first three, so I can understand that being a little off-putting. Like, it, it doesn't... It, it, it almost feels like a different genre. Imagine and, if we lived in the timeline where the third Shrek movie was this, like, darker, like, more emotionally mature story. Yeah. Like, after the first two, instead of, like, oh, first we gotta do this baby doo-doo-boo-boo-boo shit one, yeah. and then go do this one. Yeah. Like, imagine how much more favorably society would look on this, on this movie yeah. if it was the third Shrek movie. Which it is. Yeah. I also forgot to mention that in this timeline, Fiona is like the leader of this ogre revolution. Yeah, she's ogre and okay. Because, she's fucking, uh, you know, Rumpelstiltskin is king. Yeah, she's part of the, yeah, the, and Rump- the cause. Yeah, and have been keeping all the ogres as like slaves, so like all the free ogres are like plant- planting like rebellion. Like a fucking resistance. Yeah. Which uh, is so bad in this yeah. movie. Yeah, this movie is just like, it's... It's a plot that we've seen before, sure, like, the It's a Wonderful Life wishing, yeah. but, like, it makes sense with the character and where, and where we've seen him go and yeah. stuff. Um, Craig Robinson. Yep. Cra- Jane Lynch and uh, John, John Hamm. Are the other ogres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's a it's such a fitting conclusion. If you're watching the Shrek movie, skip the third one. Just watch this one. Watch this one. It's really? so much better. Uh, four out of five. Genuinely, um... I'm like right between like uh, three point seven five because yeah. I'm like right on the line no, between fair. them. That's but this fair. movie is is shockingly good. I'm at a four out of five. Yeah, yeah. Good movie. Shockingly good movie. And now that's that's the it for the Shrek that's movies. The Shrek that we movies. Have. But a and, year then, after, and then they put Shrek on ice after that. <laughs> a year after that, though, we got the spinoff, Puss in Boots. I said this to you guys earlier today. Every day. I am thankful that we didn't get a donkey spinoff. Yes. Like this, 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 if there was one character who was going to get spun off from these movies, this was, was the one to do it. Because... Be... Sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, after two, he doesn't really get, like, a whole lot to do in the Shrek movies besides be funny. Um, oh, shit, he turned on the LEDs. Nice. It's getting dark in here. You know what I mean? So I think he was a character that was kind of, like, yearning for a little more room to like breathe in his own world and shit so yeah. i think that was that was the natural kind of direction to take it yeah and it, and it and it opens the door for like a new genre yeah i like, I like so to keep it fresh or kind of goes and dips its toe in a little more action heavy direction this is just like action this is zoro 3 as far as i'm concerned yeah. like this is yeah i mean like yeah if they if they tried to do the same thing that they did with shrek with puss and boots it would have flopped but yeah. they went a completely different direction because they knew that would fit the character way better kyle do you want to do any plot rundown of the first puss and boots so this is a prequel yes. to the, the shrek films and we find puss he's a he's a scoundrel he's a bit of a rap scallion scally and he's wanted um and he kind of a rap he finds himself wrapped up in this um in this journey to find the magic beans um, to get the golden goose from the sky. Yes. So that whole fairy tale. And he's accompanied by... What the hell is her name? It's the porn name. Kitty... Oh, Kitty Softpaws. Kitty Softpaws. Um, who is another cat, very very similar to Puss, but the female the version. Um, played by Selma Hayek. And then uh, his old friend turned not enemy, but like they're 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 at odds. Um, and that's uh, fucking what the hell's his name? Why am I forgetting? The A. Oh, Dumpty. Just blanked up. Played by Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, they used to be friends, and then there was they a have betrayal. a history. They have a history. They're bad heist. And so it's this it's this journey. I love Uncharted. It's <laughs> the journey with the three characters as they kind of. Try to find the, the magic beans. From, from, from. And from Jack and Jill, yes. who are the villains of this film. Who, 
Voiced by our, Princess Carolyn. The couple confirmed. <laughs> Siblings? Potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah, played by uh, Princess Carolyn. And Slingblade. And Slingblade. So... Um, this movie's solid. This movie's yeah, super solid. Yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It, it, it never really, like, goes out of bounds or goes outside the box or anything like you. Like, it, they, they saved that for the second one. But it looks really nice. Yeah. There's, there's some really good action scenes. The uh, the character interactions are all good. Yeah. Um, Antonio Banderas is, you know, really charming. Really, score's really cool. likable as his character. The score's cool. Uh, Henry the Jackman. Henry Jackman did the score. Yeah, yeah. Um... Antonio Bandetas, I like to see him get to lead lead a, yeah. a role. And yeah, there's just there's an energy. It's very energetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's very simple. It's it's very simple, mostly straight straightforward. There's like some twists and turns. But yeah, a lot, a lot of obvious twists very, come very, at you at the end. Very like, obvious twists. Yeah, like all right, you see it coming, but I mean, it's still like it's fine. yeah, it's decent. At least everything like makes sense. The pacing is really good, except for an elongated flashback that goes on too long uh, in the first. Uh, part of me agrees with you that maybe they should have like parceled it out, but part of me is also kind of glad, glad they, they got just it out get of it. Way. They just get it out of the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, pick yeah, a poison, I guess. I guess so. Um, but yeah, like, anything more specific to say about this one? Puss in Boots, he gets the beans. He gets the beans. He plants them in the ground. Yeah. It makes a big bean stalk. It does. They go into a castle. This is true. They find a little goose. Yeah. That lays the, lays the golden eggs. Uh-huh. And they bring it to the town where Puss in Boots is from. Yeah. And they give golden eggs to everyone. Yeah. But then it turns out that Humpty Dumpty uh, betrayed Puss in Boots. Oh, yeah. And everyone was in cahoots with Humpty Dumpty because Humpty Dumpty set Puss in Boots up because he wanted to get revenge on him because Puss in Boots left Humpty Dumpty to go to jail. To go to prison. (laughs) You know what they do to eggs in prison? (laughs) Uh Fucking God. Uh, And so uh, Puss in Boots. Uh, Hello? She chewing on my jacket? No, she's just playing with the string. Ah, okay. And so Puss in Boots uh, gives the egg one last chance of redemption. Mm-hmm. They defeat the big goose. Humpty Dumpty fucking dies. He has a great fall. He has a great fall. They couldn't put him back together again. No. And it turns out he, he he's a golden egg on the inside. Like, he was a good egg the whole time. Weird twist. <laughs> it's it's cute. I don't know. It's, it's like... It's uh, okay. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but, you know... No, like, but, sure. But yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Um, and that's what I have to say about Puss in Boots. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's solid. Like it's good. I don't know. It's like solid. yeah, the, the twist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I was a lot more positive on this movie before I had seen Puss in Boots yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I like I really liked too. it at the time. Um, I can't remember it much. A few hours. Now that later. I've seen Puss in Boots too. <laughs> like there's some fun action. There's some. Um, yeah. Again. It's Three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five. Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Holy Brand shit. new. Christmas Day. So we will do spoiler free until we get in spoilers. Um, uh, who wants to give a plot synopsis for this one? Sam, do you want to give us a, as our special guest, do you want to give us a plot rundown for Puss in Boots? Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Puss, it's, this one is after all the Shrek films. Yes. Yep. Um, Puss in Boots, uh, it, oh, it has a crazy open, uh, but it ends up with him losing his second to last life, and he only has one cat life left. 
So he, you know, he's one step closer to death. Gotta hang up the cape. Gotta hang up the boots. He retires for a bit until uh, a uh, some something comes after him. Someone comes after. Destiny him. is is after him. And uh, things get shaken up from there. Well, there's a there's there's a MacGuffin that a lot of people want. It is a, yeah, yeah, is yeah, a, right. a, a the falling, last wish. A falling star that, yeah. that fell into Earth and cratered into the ground. And, and legend says it will grant you one wish if you can find so it. So he wants to get his lives back. So it, it's basically uh, it's basically the premise of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like everyone trying to get this, like like all these interested parties trying to get this one thing. But I think. It, it excels. Yeah. In every area. Yeah. Spectacularly. Yeah. This movie's raw as hell. I like it. This movie's awesome. I think it was raw. Uh, it rocked. Um. Yeah. First off, the animation. I guess. Oh we my god. Probably Lord. talk about that. I mean, it's it's a, it's, a, a, it's not quite Spider Versey, but it has like a couple notes from that, like mm-hmm. like a little like a little it's sprinkling. Like, it's like Spider Versey, but more watercolor. It's like if it's like if they painted Spider Verse. It, it, yeah. it looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, it, like all the character designs are really fun and dynamic and great. great. There's there's yeah. one character in particular who is just so, so menacing, cool. and, and their design is is very particular to that. All the performances across the board are are, are pretty great. Um, Antonio yeah. Banderas going off. Yeah, his really. Usual. Like he, this is probably his best performance as the character. I would say besides maybe Shrek Two. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, no, no. He's, I, he's really good. Florence Pugh's awesome. Yeah, uh, Ray Winstone and Olivia. Plus Colbert the actor awesome. who plays the wolf. Uh, uh, v- uh, Wagner Mora? Yeah, he's great. Um, Wagner? Wagner? Pablo Escobar on Narcos. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah, John Mulaney. Uh, yeah, surprise, John Mulaney. Surprising. I didn't know he was in this. I'm scared. I'm John Mulaney. Yeah, he's I'm not, Big that, Jack Horner. <laughs> um, but there, there's an energy about this movie, man. Uh, we, we keep coming back to that word energy, and it, it's so key, especially in animation. Yeah. Because uh, if... You this movie more than any other Shrek movie I think takes advantage of the fact that it is animated mm-hmm. and goes for these like over the top almost anime esque like sequences of just bright splashes of color like he, like characters are getting like punched through like five walls and shit like it's just so over the top but not in a way that like doesn't feel cohesive with what they're going yeah, for yeah, uh, you yeah, know what i mean sure. like, like it's like it's like a spaghetti western anime yeah like that's 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 really what they're going for here and it, it works spectacularly yeah. like the script is really fun too all the characters like you think this would get crowded with so many villains but it doesn't, it doesn't. they it juggle works. them all really well it's like all different yeah villains. like they all have like different motivations they all get like I think the appropriate amount of screen time for each one. I don't think any of them really overstay their welcome. Like, I, I thought the John Mulaney one would get annoying after a while, but, like, no, he never does. The mm-hmm. the more you find out about, like, Goldilocks and the three bears, which I was going to mention, in the first movie, he kills the mama bear. But no. the mama bear is in this movie, which is set after the Shrek movie. So, different mama bear? So what the fuck happened? <laughs> different mama bear? I guess, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, you see... Rumpelstiltskin in like the first one as well, and he looks different from the, before. The, uh, the, so. Well, that's not canon. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, yeah. um, maybe the Papa Bear we married. Yeah, we married. Step Mama Bear. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so how I'll, what I'll say about this movie, Kyle? Uh, don't look behind you, but there is a cat. <laughs> ah! Um, what I will say about this movie is I adore the opening scene of this movie. So- I think it is so good. Such a, such an energetic, insanely animated action Bouncing sequence. Bouncing off the walls and, and shit. Um, it had me screaming. It was a giant I think 
the movie started to worry me for like 15 minutes after that because I wasn't really gelling with the sense of humor. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it started to, like, I think the humor's the worst part of this movie. I, and it started to do a couple things where I was like, ah, oh, I really hope that they don't you know, I, I think I think there are some jokes here and there that are a little like cringe, little. And random, so like, and so like the first bit of like the second act or the fir- the first act, the end of the first act, whatever, um, was like, uh. But once you get to the second half of the movie, it What's really, the plot picks, it going, really yeah. picks right yeah. back yeah. up again. But basically, like, so he he after finding out like his last life, he goes to like retire to this like home that's in the trailers, and then you know. Once the other parties like start coming after him, going after the star, that's when. Things kind of like Kitty Softpaws is back. Take mm-hmm. off, yeah. Salma Hayek, yep. Um, and you're joined by a new character, a uh, Peta. Uh, Perito. 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 Means a uh, little dog in Spanish or small dog. There you go. Um, and and at first they are very annoying. Yes, but then once they you, get better, you, you kind of, better. I think the movie kind of knows that, and they kind of play with your expectations of that. Like the more you find out about the character, and the more like, like. As Puss in Boots warms up to him, you kind of warm up to him. Right. So, you know. Which is really sweet. Yeah. And it it all leads to a fucking banger of a third act. And I I think... Fucking banger. I think where this movie also really succeeds really well is just, like, the arc that Puss in Boots goes through. Like, him, like, like believing he's immortal this whole time. Like, this legend. and, And him having to grapple with this fucking mortality is metal as fuck and like it, it wraps up so well like that moment where he decides not to run anymore and then you know stands up like and like and cherish his, his, his life like not just live so frivolously no like spoilers. Ah, fucking what you know what happens um fucking uh but um yeah yeah no, no. you threw off my groove damn it kyle fucking <laughs> uh it it's son of a bitch it, but yeah this movie is wrong and that building, that the way it pays off, yeah. it, it makes the decisions that I balked at initially like it pay off in, in, a, in a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, where I'll refute a little bit is I do think that the second act is a little crowded with the characters. Yeah. You are jumping back and forth a lot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, I, and, and it's not like I was disliking any of the plots. Yeah. But it was like... I kind of want to get back to my main get, man. Get back to, get back to the, the boy in the boots. Um... But yeah, again, all of those pay off very well. Yeah. And the 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 action in the third act and the vi- the, the visual splendor. Yes. Uh, is is very Film, nice. Film baby. Is very very nice. Um, I I want to hop into a couple spoiler things, so I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Four and a half out of five. Four. This is the best animated movie of the year. Four and a half. Four out of five. I think I like Pinocchio a little better. Yeah, that's fair. Pinocchio is my second favorite animated movie. Um, ever, so. Four and a half is a lesser strong four and a half than this for me. Um, and so what I want to get into is spoilers. I, I the trailers don't really show much of him. There's a wolf character that you initially think is is a bounty hunter. Yeah. About to get him. Fucking like, terrifying. Turns character. out he's literally death. Literally death. Just like the Grim Reaper. And he's he's fucking pissed at. At push because he's think he's watched him waste all his fucking lives. And so and now he's just like come to take his last life. He's like, one. fuck you, you yeah, don't deserve yeah, yeah, this last yeah. life. Um this character is the scariest fucking raw. Well, the best Shrek villain. Coldest is in this yes, universe, the I best think. I think so. Like he, he the performance is incredible. Like he steals the show every time he's on screen. And I love the the conclusion. You want to talk about Rango comparisons? That really reminded me of Rango. That moment where they look each other in the eyes. Yep. And uh, and then he sees that he's changed. Like yeah. he's like, all right. He's like, well, we'll meet again. But you can 
You can enjoy this last life. The action sequence is so great. Yeah, wait, the reveal in the opening when the star falls, you don't really have any, like, perspective on it. Yeah. So the reveal when they get there is that it's, like, a mile long. Like, it's huge. This is the... This is the highest body count in any Shrek movie. Oh yeah, people are, get, people are getting like incinerated. Jack Warner's henchmen all die yeah. hilariously. Yeah, like people are getting turned into skeletons and fucking exploding, and it's it's fucking yeah. chaos. It's crazy. Uh, this yeah. is the best looking animated movie since Spider Verse. Yes. Besides maybe like Soul, this is like incredible stuff. I th- I can't. Klaus maybe. Better than Soul. Oh, Klaus. Well, I'm just talking. About, I'm just talking about the animation. Oh yeah, specifically. yeah, yeah. yeah. Klaus was really good, though. I think... I'm trying to think of other anime movies. I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Like, every frame was just... Every frame of Stunning, yeah. Yeah, every frame was fucking gorgeous. Uh, Mitchell's vs. the Machines. Oh, I forgot about Mitchell's. Yeah, that's up there. But, but yes, this movie is gorgeous and, and... Totally super energetic and funny. We saw it in a full crowd. Yeah, they loved it. People were laughing. No annoying children people this time. People clapped at the end. How long has it been since you've seen people? People, people did not clap at the end of my screening of Avatar 2, <laughs> but they clapped at the end of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yeah. What does that say? What does that say about cinema? Yeah. Um, but yeah, this movie is awesome. Yeah, great. Is there any great other spoiler things? I think that's pretty... Um, I love Florence Pugh, The Three Bears. They, they're... Their arc wraps together really well. Like I, like I love like a, a lesser movie wouldn't take the time to give like the secondary antagonists like an arc, a little something, you know. But like this movie does, and I think that speaks to the the whole thing. Like the 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 devil is in the details. Like like the fact that there's just so much meticulous attention to detail in this movie, and the fact that it all wraps up so well. And so powerfully in the end with that, like, like I said, like that final moment where he confronts the wolf. Really great moments. And, and, and it all comes together like that. It's, it's so good. And, and then, then... There's a post-credit scene. Yes! Uh, like, yeah, partial post-credit scene. Hard Shrek 5 tease. Hard, uh, where they, they're going on a journey, they're on a boat, and then it, the camera pans, and they're going far, far away. Yeah, like the Shrek theme the started Shrek to play, and we lost our shit. I lost it. Yeah. That is so exciting. I will be sapped yeah. for Shrek 5. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's in this art style. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. This movie's awesome. Uh, four out of five for me. Four and a half for them. There you go. Well, that's the Shrektacular all wrapped that up. That was the Shrektacular Kyle, journey. that's it for regular episodes this year. Oh, my lord. Another year come and gone. Come and gone. Um, so. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. For thank me. you, Sam, for being on. Thank we you, love guys, having you. for having me. You have, you have anything to pleasure. plug? Anything going on? Any socials? Anything uh, like that? No, I mean, I do art. Uh, my name's Sam Bandon, so sambandon.art if you want to check out what I draw, and yeah. There you go. Uh, if you like the podcast, thank you so much for listening, and for a whole nother year. Yeah, but here's to, here's to at least one more. Um, we don't kill each other if, before if, that. If you like the podcast, you can follow it on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Shakedown, and you can follow me personally on Twitter and Letterboxd at Kyle Craigbaum. that's K-R-I-E-G-H-B-U-M. And you can follow me on Twitter at J underscore Dennis 99, same Instagram. That's my handle there as well. And you can follow me at my name, Jordan Dennis, on Letterboxd. Kyle, the time has come. Tell people what we're talking about next week. Next week is the second annual Shaky Awards. <laughs> right now, we are we are about halfway through it. we got to finish up the, the selections for the we, voting. We will have nominees out. Tomorrow, Thursday at the latest. Yeah, yep. And uh, yeah, we will have links on our on our Twitter, Instagram, all over the place. Links for you to go vote. 
Uh, we want to hear from you about what your favorite movies this year were. I think we've, we've got a good batch of nominees yeah. cooking up. So, so it'll be just like last year. We'll give you our best and worst movies of the year and then see what you guys voted on. And we're going to make it a whole big spectacular. Can't wait to hear your guys' atrocious takes. The same people that voted Spider-Man best film last year. You guys better not fumble the fucking bag this time. I'll know. Um, and, but until then, take it easy. Peace. Bye.